All right, guys, welcome back to Dallas Cyclone Fanatic Podcast here today. Of course, we are courtesy of the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. We're sponsoring our Big 12 tournament. Not Big 12 tournament. It's Big 12 football media days. <laughs> but they sponsor the Big 12 tournament in March as well. Good friends at the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. Be a man. Go to the doctor. Okay, we're just doing something really quick here in between um, sessions. We have a ton of content coming your way. I actually just made my notes. Um, I've got like seven pieces I want to write, and we're going to, after we record this, go and interview the Cyclones and do that whole sort of thing. But um, I've got Jay Jordan here with me. Iowa State released its depth chart earlier this morning. Jay, I thought that it was super basic. Um, It's everything I've always dreamed of an Iowa State depth chart to be in August or in July. Very boring. Not a lot of surprises, exactly what we thought it would be, and that's good for a program, right? It is. Uh, anytime you can have, um, well, it indicates stability. Yeah. So so one of the things you don't associate it with Iowa State football is stability. Uh, at most of the ranks, that's one of the things that Matt Campbell has brought, and what it also represents is the talent available on the roster. When you see those things jumping around, it can be great if you have one or two surprises with a true freshman who's something or transfer that's something that you thought they weren't. But the interesting thing was that the transfers fit in and down the line or or positions, uh, meaning they're not coming in as the savior at any position. They're coming in as depth and strength. That's a big deal. Yeah, the two of the ones that kind of stood out to me, the the Bickman the Bick Bickman from Bickham, Bickham from Rice, yeah. Um, I, I was a little surprised he was listed as a or with Braxton Lewis. Braxton's been really good. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, I, I look at Petway is a guy who I feel like will probably end up being that starting wide receiver. He's got a Nor beside him, and then Matt Campbell really. Um, one thing we've learned over the years with him here in Dallas is if he singles a guy out, that guy usually produces to some extent. And Darren Wilson was the Juco wide receiver who he – that was the biggest note I took from the 15 minutes I've had with Matt Campbell so far today was to keep an eye on him. So what, what do you think about those three gentlemen specifically? Well, um Bickham is interesting to me. He's obviously taking a major step up uh, from in a level of competition. Doesn't mean he can't play. He's he's experienced, but he's in with an experienced group of guys. He's a depth guy. We rotate safeties uh, fairly often throughout a game. Um, you know, the other interesting thing at safety is is you've got Bowens and Azuna uh, listed on the depth chart at safety. Both of them came in as corners. Yeah. And there there was at least some expectation on my part a couple years ago that those two outside corners replacing PV and Payne would be Azuna and Bowman, Bowens. And instead they're, um, they've rotated and found a spot for them to create depth at the safety position. So that's, that's, that's a good deal. With the ride receivers, I took the same note. I was eavesdropping on that conversation and uh, took note of his comment regarding Wilson, which was that he may be the fastest player on the team. And that type of speed, that's been one of my questions Milton's a fast guy, uh, but do we have a game uh, field stretcher? And it, I think they, they, the fact that he mentioned him tells me that they think Wilson could be that field stretcher if he develops. Petway's a solid guy. He's fast too, but he's much more of a physical inside uh, receiver. 
receiver, but but we'll see. If, if both of those guys have trouble getting on the field, it's only because the guys who are there and the younger guys on the, that depth chart are good. Yeah. And, and that's what it does is it sets a bar that we know what these guys are, and if our guys that we already have are better and those guys have trouble getting there, then, then that puts Iowa State in a good position. Well, it's a lot of like I had, and um, most people listening to this probably heard the my conversation with Joel Klatt last night. It's the middle of the roster. And, I mean, th- this is another example of it. Instead of Petway coming in and having to be the guy, yes. you, he comes in and you hope he earns his right to be the guy because the middle of the roster is just so much better than it has been even in recent years. That's exactly right. Uh, I've talked about it in several of my articles, either explicitly or by implication, that what Coach Campbell has built, and look, let me dovetail this into some of his com- press release or presser com- comments. He, he talked about the new coaches in the league and their abilities to build, build sustainable models. He called it built to last. And uh, that's what he's done here. He's taken a roster and constructed it to last uh, both during his tenure and beyond. And, and yes, the middle of the ro- roster depth allows you to reload instead of rebuild. And we're, I would say we're in the infancy of that. But barring significant attrition, which Matt Campbell has not experienced so far, then, then it's reasonable to assume that Iowa State has the ability to reload talent-wise as opposed to rebuild. What of your um, – it has been interesting and fun to watch you mingle with the media crowd yeah. here this week. And what – has anything else stood out to you just about this whole process, how Campbell is in this? You've been around Matt Campbell, but not really in this setting. And, and this can get to be really dry. Uh, media, everybody always is like, oh, I'd love to watch the game in a press box. No, you wouldn't. It's it's horrible. The You know, like it's so dry. It's so petty sometimes. I, I guess I'm just curious what your thoughts on this experience have been. I mean, you're in the world of ideas. You're in the world of intellectual property, uh, asking questions, seeking opinions that others will be interested in taking. I take it for granted that I have an opinion. It's mine. It's unique to my experience. And so I'm not in the day-to-day grind like like, uh, some of the other guys we see around here are. I've gained a, a new respect for the amount of work that they put in. Uh, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, I don't know that there's specific enmity, like sometimes on the other side uh, of the podium you feel like there is from the media. It's more about uh, each party doing their own job. Matt Campbell was impressive. He was a pro, uh, which I think anybody who's been around him and watched Iowa State knows that to be the case. Uh, And being able to compare and contrast each on parallel ground, uh, has made him stand out more to me than, than maybe what he had in the past, uh, just from a professional development level. And then uh, some of the things you know we'll probably handle or you'll handle uh, soon with regard to uh, the way the rest of the league and some of the media members perceive him it makes you proud to be a Cyclone. I, yeah, and I, also, and I don't want to name names because it's just I don't know him that well and it's not professional to do so, but. There's been a couple guys come up here this weekend, and, or not weekend, but this week, and it, 
I don't know. They they put off like almost like a little man syndrome vibe where it's, they're like the chihuahua that's always barking trying to get the attention. There's a couple guys that come to mind specifically, and I don't know. Campbell just it's he never was that guy. He was pretty dry though to start. He didn't say much. He wasn't that interesting. He's evolved into quite the speaker here in this conference though. I mean, I feel like when when Matt's up there. It's almost like a Gary Patterson type where he he has everybody's attention. Did you get that vibe from him? And I'll say that this is the first year I've picked up on that. Okay. And that's... uh that, that's what I'm talking about when I say he's a pro. Now, I wasn't here last year uh, and familiar with, with that. Th- this is what I think has happened evolution-wise, and this is absolute rank speculation on my part. But what has happened is you had a guy, he's young, right, when he first comes. He's got a program, and he's got an idea. It's worked at a smaller era or, or arena. Does it work here? Does it work on this stage? Um, Which is literally like the biggest stadium in America. Right. Does it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, physically, like it is. Right. It's, it's, it's huge. It's fancy. We got big name teams. We got blue bloods. Uh, if you do what you think you can do, he, t- he spoke today about they were focused instead of on outside expectations, they were focused on the how and operating in the margins. And he has proven his model. Right, so we talk about starting businesses or things like that, and part of what you have to do to do do that is build a foundation by proving your model, proving it can and does have success. That's what Matt Campbell's done. From that, he has gained the confidence in his model, and I think that's the transformation. It's like when you first start riding a bike, you wobble all over the place, uh, or maybe you're, you know, super talented like me, and you can just cruise. No, that was a joke. Yeah, I guess. but. <laughs> Uh, no, but 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 you you're wobbly, and then the next thing you know, you're riding a wheelie, and you're you know able to jump a ramp. Uh, once you've done it a hundred times or done it enough to where you gain the confidence that you can jump on that bike and go. I don't think it's any different here. I think in the in the coaching profession, as you begin to uh, make your bones, so to speak, uh, you start to gain that confidence, and then it goes one of two ways, right? Yeah. It goes to exactly what you just said, which is that type of attitude that's off-putting, um, or a look-at-me attitude, or it goes to my model works, and what's key to my model is my consistency and my humility, and that's one of the things that I've been very impressed with Matt Campbell, is there's an underlying humility to what he does, and uh, there's there's a more concrete belief today than there was four years ago. I also think, too, one fascinating part of the league this year is 40% of the coaches are new. And I, I think three of the four, and I'm excluding Les Miles from the list because he comes from LSU and he's won a national title. The other three have come from smaller levels of football, and they're going into geographically challenged places that aren't necessarily thought of as great jobs. Right. Um, tech is... Not been the same since Mike Leach left. Kansas State has literally never won with anybody coaching not named Bill Snyder. And West Virginia is a geographical outlier in this conference that I still think is at a major disadvantage compared to the rest. So, like, you've got a lot of media here who are propping up Matt Campbell to be, like, the 
blueprint on how these guys can make it work. Have you picked up on that? That, that's, that was one of my notes I've got written down here. So, you know, us sitting here listening to it got the same impression from the questions that we that were there. The aura of the questions thrown at Matt Campbell were an admiration and a, and a, a blueprint author of how do you do this. Interesting thing is he said he knows those three guys. We know that because we've talked to at least yeah. one um, and the other two uh, we know that he knows as well. He made reference to their abilities to do the same thing that he's done and that they've already done it at other other places. Kleiman's got two or three national championships. Three, I believe. Yeah. Brown takes Troy and redefines Troy, Troy football. Yeah. I mean, Troy. I didn't know there was a university called Troy for until yeah. he was there. Um, and by the way, he was pretty impressive today, I thought. Um and the same with Wells. Yeah, geographically, all with the exact same characteristics as the Iowa State program. So it's kind of does a good coach. You know, the interesting thing, though, is, is West Virginia, historically, you start, if you look back through their historical records, uh, I mean, that's an eight, nine, ten win program on a consistent basis. Um, same with uh, Kansas State, obviously, during the Snyder era, which went on and on and on. Um, Tech was that under Mike Leach. You can win if you get the right coach in those places no doing the right things. You can win there, which is what uh, Matt Campbell's proven at Iowa State. It's going to make for a very competitive league. I mean, incredibly compelling and competitive over the next four to five years. Well, earlier today, uh, and I want to play this next for our audience, you had a chance to catch up with the three Cyclones that are here, uh, Jaquan Bailey, Josh Kniffel, and Marcel Spears, and you asked him some spirited questions I, I would put it that way and uh, i want to play that for our audience but real quick uh, i'll let you kind of preview it and and how much fun you have with these guys uh we had some fun and did a, a would you rather uh, we were able to catch them before they were beaten down so they were they were uh, willing fresh. to engage um and uh Three good young men, well-spoken, and I think gave thoughtful answers to both the silly and uh, serious football questions. All right, we'll play those for you next. It's Jay. Um, first thing, he uh, hammered out these questions with uh, the three Cyclones that are here in attendance. I'm here with uh, Josh Knippel and Marcel Spears, uh, two outstanding Cyclones. I had some interesting questions I wanted to ask them. You guys can just both answer freely. Would you rather... When an alien makes first contact, would you rather him be organic, human, or robotic? Hmm. Organic? I think I'd say organic. Yeah, you'd rather be organic? Why would you say that? So like Terminator or alien or predator? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they're like, if they're a robot, they're going to be hard to like get rid of. Yeah. And like, they can like hack our system and stuff. Yeah. Well, I feel like they're kind of more like a flesh and blood kind of thing, you know. Yes, easier, easier to get rid of. But I feel like if they're like us, then they can like blend in. Yeah, like blend in type deal. Uh, we won't notice them, you feel me? But if it's a clear robot, like we know like that's not a part of us. I don't know. I think I'd have to say like the Terminator type deal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, here's another would you rather. Would you rather every shirt you wear be a little bit itchy or only have a single ply of toilet paper available for the rest of your life? 
I'll go single ply because I don't like the itch. Like I have a real bad problem, and I know how to. <laughs> I'm single ply toilet. Paper. I know how that's to. It. Like, that's it. That's roll, all you get. Single ply. You only get no. You get one square. Yeah, one square. Can't oh, spare a square. Oh, you get wait. one square. It's one square? One square or an itchy shirt. Oh, itchy. yeah, I'll itch, I'll itch. I didn't know it was one square. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said it wrong. I said it wrong. No. Okay, football question. What have you guys been working on technique-wise? What's been important to you to improve on this offseason? What have you been concentrating on from a technique perspective? Different positions. Marcel wants to be a hammer. Josh wants to get in good sumo position and drive and finish. Um, I'd say with me, it'd probably be just hands and feet. Just continue to get better at that, you know. Like the coordination that. of hands and feet? Yeah, just. Get in here, man. I'm Jay Jordan. Jaquan. Jaquan. I'd say, yeah, Pass just like, just being more, like, like precise with it. Okay. Know? It's like yeah. quicker, faster, stronger, all that stuff that comes with you know, good hands and feet. What about you, Marcel? Um, I think that where I want to improve this year is probably in the film room. I've been trying to break down more film, trying to be just a better steward of the game. Absolutely. What about you, Jaquan? The question is, what technique have you been working on this offseason, concentrating to improve on? Transitioning from from uh, just a play action, uh, I showed a lot last year. Only, uh, like I sucked at it. Uh, so when you talk about transition, you mean uh, switching from pass rush to chase and pursue or contain? No, sir. I'm about switching from it feels and looks like a run run, run play, but it. But it's truly so influence option type plays. Yes, sir. Getting better at recognition, yes, sir. which is film room, right? Yes, For all of you. What does what role does accountability to each other as teammates, to your coaches, play in Iowa State football, and how does that improve or set the stage for your success? That's accountability with our team is everything. If you can't be held accountable trusted you can't play and you know you would you should want to be trusted by your teammates and your coaches just because the simple fact that you're going to be going in war with them like you know every weekend every day basically in practice so you want that accountability to know that I can trust on this guy next to me and he can trust me as well great great answers guys I appreciate it